Deep in the water where the fish hang out lives a massive tanky mammal with a quite impressive shout. This block-headed blubber boy is looking for a fight. He uses his ticks and tricks to hunt with little light. But piercing the eardrums of every nearby fish allows him to eat up all the squid that he could wish. He's big, he's belligerent, and noisy as can be. But it's just how you live in life, death, and taxonomy. Back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about a deep-diving, jelly-headed leviathan. Got it. But more on that later. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about? And that, and that leviathan is called a sperm whale. It's about time. We're doing... Just like Endgame, it is about time. We're in the Endgame now. Um, no, we're not. Um... But we every once in a while we want to do a, a famous animal and tell you something about it you may not have known already. Um, and there's a ton of things yeah. that could be major facts about it. That's what's cool about when we start when we do some of these more well-known animals, where it's like, goodness, take your pick. The beaver, like, had so many, and there was stuff we didn't talk about. The same thing with the elephant. That was another one where it was like there's so much stuff that's crazy about this animal, and that's why. That, I mean, that's what makes them famous. They got they they got a, I, they're not a one trick pony. Did I tell you that? First of all, speaking of the beaver, uh, Calvin, that his new favorite fact is that they that beaver butt juice uh, is used as a vanilla. I did know that. <laughs> <laughs> vanilla substitute and he and he's been telling everyone at church about beaver butt juice <laughs> so it's just telling any like if go if if you're using that international delight creamer or coffee mate just flip it over to the back and just make sure you don't see beaver butt juice on there the ingredients i don't see why you would use beaver butt juice when vanilla is like a renewable resource it's just a plant Maybe vanilla is more difficult to cultivate and ship than beavers, like situations. I mean, maybe they're just geographically closer than like French vanilla. <laughs> like you don't have to get it from France. You just hop on over to wherever you're keeping a beaver and squeeze its butt <laughs> into your coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but wood, we're not talking about it. Wood here. Fecal Productions is my favorite movie studio headed up yes. by jj abrams um imagine the uh imagine the title card for that actually i wouldn't be surprised if like i could you i could describe ever almost every movie studio these days as wood fecal productions <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh 
She-Hulk, produced by Wood Fecal Productions. Speaking of Pinocchio, there's a there's a fecal scene in that movie that everyone's talking about how stupid it was. Yeah, uh, when you were over at my house uh, several weeks ago, we, you know, the the you and Johanna and me and baby sat down and watched what might be the worst Disney remake, possibly. I don't know. You I haven't seen Aladdin. I've not seen Aladdin. Oh, that one looks really. I haven't bad. either. But um, yeah, yeah. And I probably won't see Aladdin unless like my kids eventually want to watch it. Demand um, it. But um, yeah, this one, this one, like, kind of di- effectively ripped the heart and soul out of the original, and the original was weird to start out with. Um, mm-hmm. But it's relevant um, because there's a sperm whale in the in the original. In this remake, they turned it into a sea monster. Sea monster. <laughs> um, which somehow ended up being significantly less scary than the... Um, yeah. Than uh, the one from the, the sound the is It's the sound design. In yeah. the original, the sounds of Monstro are monstrous. Yeah, those are some roars from a sperm yeah. whale. <laughs> That's not supposed <laughs> to happen. Um, anyway, so the sperm whale is also known as the the catch a lot. Isn't that weird? Catch catch a lot. C a c h a l o t. Like it's like it's a, a sword sworn to King Arthur. It's Coachella? Sir Catch a lot. Uh, it's Coachella. <laughs> um, Coachella. Or ca- maybe cash a lot. Maybe it's like just someone who wants their browser to run at like peak performance. They just yeah. ca- they just clear their cash a lot. Um, but we're gonna call it here the bl- the black bolt. Um, monkey. Li- <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds bad when I say it now. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, oh, I'm, maybe I'll move that. <laughs> I didn't, didn't realize that. Um, it has it has a part of its body called monkey lips. Like actually. Like actually called monkey lips. We'll call it Monsieur de Sange. Nice. Which is the French version of monkey lips. <laughs> um, and then we'll call it Monstro. Because I want to say Monstro more than I want to say sperm whale. Is the thing that is monkey lips its blowhole? Um, no. Okay. Well, they have a weird S-shaped blowhole. I wasn't sure if like somebody had given it a funny moniker because it has a funny shape. No, it's it's a it's a special. Well, I'll talk about it. It helps it make noise. Okay. Uh, how about you? Are those those are my nicknames. You want to taxonomize this? Sure. That's in the kingdom you know, love, and are in. It's in the kingdom, Manimalia. It's in the phylum, Chordata. It's in the class, Mammalia. In the order, Artiodactyla. That means cows. It's a cow. It's an. <laughs> it's an ocean cow. Even toed, uh, odd toed. Is that odd toed? E- even toed ungulate. Yeah, even. Um, it's in the infra order, cetacean. I almost said crustacean, which is maybe what the. Uh, the one from the new uh, Pinocchio is. It's the c- cetacea. 
Cetacea. Cetacea. Cetacea. Uh, That's going to be your second daughter's name. There's going to be Crustacea yeah. and Cetacea. And you're just going to get yeah, their but, names mixed up all the time. It's going to be hilarious. Well, I wanted, my plan was to call her Stacy so that no one, no one would know how goofy her real name is. But then but I can't well, call them both Stacy. But then one of her bullies is going to figure out what her real name is. And then she's never going to be able to show herself in public again. <laughs> yeah. The family is Faciteridae. Faciteridae. Mm-hmm. And the genus is Faciterra. Or Faciter. Faciter. Yeah, that makes sense. Faciter. I would say Faciter. Faciter. Um, fish sitter. When you need someone to come and feed your fish, John. Um, the species is Macrocephalus. Faciter uh, Macrocephalus is the binomial name. Yeah, I have a pretty good idea <laughs> about uh, if we are doing the name game. Well, since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show, nitty gritty nomenclature. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what a group of whales is called. Um, they are the, the whaleologists. I don't know what they're called, but um, they are not. Is it cetologists? Because I don't know. there are cetaceans that are not whales. But in any case, they're not as creative with their... It, it is a cetologist. Uh, good guess. Anyway, they're not as creative with their terms of entry as 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 the bird people, the avians are. Um, mm. So we're going to go with nitty gritty nomenclature, and mm. uh, even then, we have a little bit of a challenge ahead of us because, um, you know, you're you're a smart boy. You've been doing this for a while. I imagine you can guess what macrocephalus means. Without mm -hmm. needing to be explained, but there's there's another word there that we have to figure out. So, what does physeter physeter macrocephalus mean? Does it mean a large-headed blowhole, b big-brained mountain, c fluked big head, or d large-headed diver? I think you can I think you can pick up on a pattern between all mm -hmm. four. I'm going with large-headed diver. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is incorrect. Hmm. I hate making that sound. I'm just going to say that is incorrect. <laughs> um the answer is large-headed blowhole. Physeter is blowhole. That was the least interesting one of the four. Then, you then you should have fluked. Uh, been there for the namings. That just means it has a tail. Oh, no, it just means it has this particular kind of tail. So do all whales. I know. That's why it's not interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's not interesting. The blowhole one is interesting. Oh, oh yeah. No, blowhole's not interesting either. So do all whales. All whales have that. <laughs> but they do they have the but large heads? this one heads? is particular. And it uh -huh. is like toward the front of their heads, and it sprays full, almost full in a forward tilt, which is interesting. Yes, but macrocephalus means B. 
big head. Maybe even biggest head. <laughs> uh, would you like to know what it looks like? I would. Sperm whales look like Monstro from the original animated Pinocchio, not the remake. They don't yeah. have tentacles. What the heck? The remake is a kaiju. Um, there are long citations. I wrote. I think it autocorrected to citations. Um, with large, with a large head that tapers back to their tail. They're, they are, teardrop shaped almost. A long submarine. Uh, Monstro, by the way, is so much bigger than a sperm whale. <laughs> I mean, he is he is monstrous, yeah. but he is shaped yes. like a sperm whale. Uh, they have a long narrow. They have long narrow jaws, uh, full of teeth that are the length of a number two pencil. Isn't that nuts? Large teeth. Yeah, in the They're, movie, their teeth. His teeth are the are the size of their boat. Of like a two story building. Yeah. <laughs> The world. Uh, their bowl, blowholes are S shaped, like I said, and that like, and they they're like almost, they're t- really close to the front of their heads, and they shoot forward. Fun stuff. They're straight shooters. Uh, they have a thick triangular fluke, Same. and they're a whale. They're whale. It's a whale of a time. It's a whale with a huge head. It looks like its profile looks like a submarine with a fluke. It looks like a big gray brick. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to you said it's bigger in the movie. Uh, how big is it in real life? Welcome to the beloved measure up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show where we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio yourself saying singing or triggering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. When we do receive a new measure up intro from a listener, Carlos gets a 5% bonus towards his nursing school victory of 80%. If his guess is within 80% of the real answer, he gets a win. Uh, but we don't have a new measure of intro this week, which means Carlos gets nothing but his own mental capacity. <laughs> you lose. Memory. Good day, <laughs> <Yeah>. sir. <laughs> I didn't want to say that because you might not lose. <laughs> I just automatically lose because I stole fizzy lifting drinks. Anyway, last week we were so close. And had we had the measure up, I would have um, <laughs> been in the hall of the measure up hall of fame. So let's find out. Let's go into the archives. Um, last time I used Alara, and she sent in multiple. So let's see what else she's got. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. That one is jazzy. Yeah, that one. Remember, Last week you said jazzy. Yeah. That's, yeah, s- sultry jazz bar singing. Sultry jazz bar is the soap I use. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's <laughs> talk about length. <laughs> um, sperm whales are the largest... They're, they're the largest toothed whales at 20.7 meters to 
feet long. Not two or 68 feet. 20, 20 meters, 68 feet. How many sperm whales go into the distance traveled by in the People's Crusade of 1096 from their starting place in Cologne, Germany to their bitter end in the Battle of Civitat? Well, I imagine their bitter end was met in the uh, Middle East. Yeah. Um, so here's a hint. The People's Crusade started off in off the first crusade. Um, it wasn't another crusade. It was a it was a campaign in the first crusade, which was a response to the Byzantine Empire's call for aid in the fight against the encroaching Seljuk Turks uh, that had taken historically significant sites like Antioch. Pope Urban II saw it as an opportunity to bring Christendom Christendom together after the Great Schism. Do you know what the Great Schism is? It was the Eastern and Western Roman Catholic Church. It's the split between the Byzantines, which were the uh, Eastern Orthodox, and the Catholic Church. Yeah. Uh, and he also wanted to assert control over ruling lords. And then maybe, just maybe, retakes Jerusalem, which would have been sick. Um, In every sense bad of the theology. word. He used some bad theology to get people uh, to take up arms, uh, like, you know, springing, you know, getting yourself out of purgatory just by uh, going and fighting and dying in the in the Holy Land, um, even though uh, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Um, the, the People's Crusade was kicked off by Peter the Hermit, a priest who was all fired up about the crusade and got Western Europeans jazzed about going to war. From Cologne to Constantinople, they only ever won and sometimes lost skirmishes with their own allies. As soon as they entered uh, enemy-controlled territory, they were ambushed and crushed by the Turks. Uh, and this is what happens when you don't read the Bible. This is what happens when you don't read your Bible and you listen to somebody who just says, it says you should go and fight in the Holy Land and then you die. Yeah, well, when uh, there's only one church and it is also the political power in the area and there's there are no checks and balances and they can and there's no, use it uh, however they'd like to use it. And there's no um, printing press and there's no... Uh, Literacy. Yeah, the <laughs> following year. You basically was, trust anything someone has to tell you. This is 1098 is a long time ago. <laughs> this is a, um, this the following year was the Norman invasion of England. Making huh. England basically starting the chain of turning England into the England we know today. Yeah. Um, and then by the Third Crusade, there was a English kings in it. Wait, which one um, did Robin of Loxley take take part of? That's the, the Third Crusade. Is that the third one? Okay. Yeah, Richard that's, the Lionheart. That's the that's the um, that's Robin Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, it like the which one was Kevin Costner in? in? <laughs> also, the Third Crusade. <laughs> he was actually not in any. He was he was with today. Uh, but his character in Robin Hood was in the Third Crusade. The People's Crusade is hilarious in that it is a series of blunders and horrifying in that it is a series of 
atrocities. <laughs> like the, basically like they started being like, Hey, we got to go to the Holy land and like retake it, uh, from, from the Turks. And then they're like, and they're still in Germany. And they're like, does that mean we have to kill Jewish people in Germany? Uh, and everyone's like, and then the guy who was leading it, this, uh, uh, Peter guy was like, no. And they're like, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> and they did that a lot on the way. And they fought the Byzantines who had actually caught, called them for help. And then as soon as they saw the bad guys, the guys they were there to fight, not, I mean, bad guys to them, yeah. they died <laughs> immediately. Well, that's, that's what happens when you spend a long time fighting through your own allies to get to the oh and the, when you the have battle line this line of skirmish. very little training and armaments the, these were mostly peasants these are militia. later this the, is a militia the, the prince's crusade was later which is like noblemen and their armies and stuff went and they took jerusalem yeah the uh could the crusades were not a good idea <laughs> I don't. <laughs> they, uh, uh, but the uh, you could tell I did a deep dive of it and wanted to talk about it because what uh, the, the way that the um, the Crusaders eventually took Jerusalem was they uh, bribed a tower guard to like let them in the tower and then opened the gate and took Jerusalem and slaughtered everyone, like women and children. How could that tower guard that 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 guy had to fall headlong in a field like that? that You can't you can't do that to your own people and just be like, well, I'm glad I got a few extra bucks in my pocket. What did he I think was going to happen? I don't know. Like. Yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's like but Ra- apparently, Rahab like, in Jericho. Maybe. But there was a lot of... Uh, there might have been a lot of that. Um, like uh, Turkish commanders getting paid off to like just go away. Yeah. Uh, anyone who says that today is the worst time to be alive is <laughs> has never opened a history book before. Um, there is no time in history that I would rather be in than right now. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, I might rather be in uh, like early. Eden. M- yeah. Like mi- Pre-fall Eden. Nin- that sounds good. Mid 90s. Mid 90s might be nice. Uh, I mean, you have there. We have lots better. Uh, we have much better medical than we did then. And then yeah. we also have Elden Ring. So, I mean, there's that. I played that once. <laughs> um, so, but then also the mid nineties um, doesn't even have the star Wars prequels yet. So there's, that's a huge plus. <laughs> eh. Like, okay. <laughs> you, you, uh, you can be trapped in this one little uh, bubble of time that doesn't, that, that doesn't know um, about Jar Jar Binks and Jar Jar Abrams. Um, <laughs> so the, yeah, they, they died in, um, they died just, uh, Southwest 
southeast of Constantinople, across the water. Okay, so it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Um, mm-hmm. now it is. Do you know do you when know, I when I mapped this? When I mapped the walking path for this, I it was Istanbul. It was actually another city closer to where I think the battle was, but so from somewhere in Germany to Istanbul. Istanbul's like right is right there on the border of Turkey and like Georgia or something like that. Mm-hmm. So a I thousand mean, imagine miles, walking for months pillaging people along the way and then as soon as you see the enemy you die you get ambushed you might not have even seen the enemy you might have been shot from uh from cover i don't know how like, like they morons. kept um morale the whole time i mean eventually it's just like goodness we've been at this for so long and all we've done was fight our own allies like i'm going home there's i'm like gonna buy my way out of purgatory when i get home there there's rumors well a lot of it was like first of all they're gonna get out of purgatory which is great but then also like you could get a lot of money from pillaging and if you're a peasant that's a big motivator yeah i guess it's like hey um but the but the go steal like the, 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 go steal your the way out of purgatory. Called them. Byzantine, no, actually, Pope, the Pope was like specifically like, don't steal. If you go to and not not for honor or for money, you'll get out of like your sins will be forgiven or whatever. Even though Jesus said, believe, believe in me and your sins will be forgiven as a free gift and not as a payment for slaughtering the infidel <laughs> or payment for building the uh saint peter's basilica anyway i'm gonna say 115,000 sperm whales worth of lo- sperm whales length was this march this How much? terrible terrible march 115,000 okay oh oh that's your final that's answer. my answer 115,000 sperm whales Go into the, the length of this this march. Hold on, let me just do, crunch the numbers. See if you got yourself a victory here. <clears throat> the correct answer is something went wrong. Uh, the correct answer is uh, one hundred and twenty thousand six hundred and sixty six six hundred and sixty three. Oh, that's Spur- it. That's Spur- that is like a that's a that's a what is that? Ninety seven percent. Yeah. Oh, I misunderstood what you were saying by a lot. Uh, I thought you said 1,500. No, I said it was a 1,500-mile journey. Oh, yes. It is a 1,554-mile journey. Oh, that's, 200 and, that or 2,500 kilometers. That exp- I cannot believe how close I got to that. You well, didn't even need help. From the listener. Nice. Keep the measure ups <laughs> coming though. But yeah. Wow. Uh, let's talk about weight. They're 80 tones. 80 T-O-N-N-E-S. So that is 88 short tons. Or 176,000 pounds. That is Thickness. a lot of pounds. 
That is yeah. sick. That is thick with so many C's. Like the high C's, the seven C's. That thick with seven C's. <laughs> wow. There, we landed so. at the joke. We landed at a j- <laughs> We did it. So how many female giant squid would a sperm whale have to eat to eat its weight in squid? And here's a hint. Females are quite a bit larger than male squid, which are 330 pounds. The males are 330 pounds? Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that they're, the females are twice as big. While you're thinking about why are you crunching those numbers? I tried to find the weight of a single human male germ cell for obvious reasons in terms of relevance. <laughs> um, and I couldn't. The only the like I the, the, that that was hard to find. But I, what I did find was what animal do you think here here for five percent, what animal do you think has the largest male germ cell? The largest single sperm. This one. That's incorrect. Okay. <laughs> the correct answer, and you will, you would never have gotten it, is a fruit fly. I think it is oh. based on body weight, like largest for its size, but it's pretty big anyway. It's about two inches. A cell. You're wrong. No. Two inches. Yes. Two inches for a, f- a fruit fly. Mm-hmm. It's longer than the length of its own body. Like by f- and it's, it's by like 50 tail. times. A fruit fly is so small. <laughs> the sperm made of uh, made by some fruit fly species uh, and can be more than two inches long. Or twenty times the length of it, a fly's body gets rolled up like a ball. Yeah, where's it keeping yarn. it? It's just got one. It's got one. It's like a ball of yarn. It's got one cell, one one sperm cell. They're so costly to make that they produce very few of them. That is incredible. I think they just go quanti- quality over quantity. They're like this is. This is a javelin, and this is the, this is uh, this is the spear. It's King David's yeah. spear, and it's it's got a it's got to hit its mark. Because I'm I, I've got What's like another thirty minutes. What's the point of having live. two inches of tail if there's nowhere to swim? There's no reason for that. I don't care what science says. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not, what 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 is it? Uh, I'm going to say squids. Oh, wait, I had it. And no, no, I just still have it. 266 squid. Final answer. Yep. Correct answer is 290. Another victory. (laughs) Yes. Uh, the female giant squid can be up to 275 kilograms or 606 pounds. That's two A's. It's <laughs> two A's. Yep. This never happened. I don't think that's ever happened before. Like a battery for a remote, that's two A's. It's a double A. 
I got double C's last time. <laughs> Straight A's. All right. Let's talk fast facts before we get into the major fact. So sperm whales eat all manner of fish and squid. They famously wrestle with the ocean's biggest squid species and win almost every time. Isn't the percent like, aren't they getting an A in that as well? I can't imagine a situation where a, a squid would win, even a giant one. Well, well, like a giant, well, there's the colossal squid, which I think is bigger than the giant squid. Yeah, except we've never seen And the seen giant one squid, it ha- the, the sperm whale has thousands of pounds on a giant squid. In terms of size, it um, has tens, tons of pounds, of thousands of pounds. Yeah, they eat uh, tons of food a day. Literally, uh, sperm whales can eat up to three percent of their body weight each day. So that's like two tons. Um, I just don't. I don't see like what the um what the 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 squid's wind condition is here. Use a use a magic the gathering turn. It's like poke uh him in the eye. poke him in the blowhole with a tentacle. Yeah, I guess death by a th- like a thousand cuts. Goodness. Yeah, I don't know how. I, if you ask me, I wouldn't know how to beat one either. It's maybe with a big gun, a bomb, um, or Captain Ahab's uh, Queequeg's um, whale hunting spear. Uh, they get their name from a waxy substance in their head that was once believed to be male germ cells. They Today, it's thought to be a substance that aids in buoyancy and in echolocation. Perhaps more on that later. Pods can contain around 20 individuals and are mat- ma- matriarchal, kind of like we talked about, I think, orcas, other pilot whales, uh, similar. Um, young males stick with their moms until it's time to strike out on their own. And then males will like go lone wolf or they will, um, hang out with different pods and switch pods. They're in and out. They're the cool kids. AirPods. Where's John? He's hanging out with, uh, the, the, the pod over there. The AirPods. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, sperm whale ribs are connected to the spine by a flexible cartilage, which allows them to. Avoid breaking under high pressures, which is hmm. fun. It's fun not to break under high pressures. Yeah. Um, sperm whale skulls are asymmetrical, which is useful in echolocation. Sound waves that return to one side uh, of their head will sound different than sound waves that return to the other side because they will resonate differently because their skulls are asymmetrical. So it's like, oh, that sounds like that. It's coming from my left. So you can... Not triangulate, oh, but like find find, uh, find the sound. And they have four chambered stomachs like a cow. Since they are cow, they they are they are cow. They are become cow. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about that. All your cows are belong to us. Uh, the sperm whale brain is the largest brain. Of any uh, extant animal. It might be the largest brain ever. It's five times heavier than human's brain, which is remarkable because it is so many more times heavier than us in body weight. It's not proportional, which is why we're smarter. (laughs) Can you imagine if a sperm whale had a proportional brain? 
be supercomputer. Yeah, it'd be a supercomputer. So this is the loudest animal on Earth. It produces. Are you sure it's not uh, Johanna's mom's dog? It's probably pretty close, or the the <laughs> dog is probably pretty close. But this one, it's. I mean, it takes the cake. Um. And there are certain conditions that make this the loudest animal on Earth, but we'll talk about those. So there are a few ways to measure sound, but decibels are used to measure the intensity of sound. So it's usually the one that everybody goes to. So uh, I don't, I, I'm sure we've probably given a list of how, des like a reference list for decibels, but we'll do it again here. A ticking watch. We did it for the bird, that one bird, the loudest bird ever. With that like braided waddle. I forgot what it's called, like mm -hmm. the white bellbird or something. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, a refresher. A ticking watch is about 20 decibels. So that's like super quiet. Um, a typical conversation about anything other than politics is an easy 65 decibels. Um, motorcycles uh, come in at 100 decibels. At this point, sustained exposure can permanently damage your hearing. Um, a jet taking off is 140 decibels. Then threshold for pain is 130. So um, you are, you're losing your hearing at this point. Um, opening a mint during ch church in a Presbyterian service is a whopping 160 decibels. Um, and then monstrous roars in the original Pinocchio is 180. Wait. I'm just kidding. Oh. About those last two. Um, Do you know what the... I should have given this to you as a trivia question for the first one to give you another 5%. But do you know what the loudest sound in history was? Um, is it a meteor striking the earth or the... Um, no, but that's like a very a, good guess. Like a hydrogen bomb going off or something? No, it's um, Krakatoa. Oh, really? More than the hydrogen? Yeah. I guess it's like the... They say like, oh, this is the has the power of like a thousand hydrogen bombs or something like that. It was like, well, it's estimated because there were like, there was like, um, there was like a construction site on an island miles away that cat was actually like had instruments that capture sound waves and stuff and it captured the decibel level. Um, and based on how like the sound would have degraded, but through that distance, they calculated it to be like something astronomical, but Continue. Yeah, I imagine that would be the worst. Um, so obviously the last two I said are not real. Um, really, I would go with like the pain threshold is 130. A jet taking off is 140. Um, in 1967, NASA recorded the first stage of the Saturn V rocket and measured it at 204 decibels. So that's, a, that's significantly more than a jet. Um, the illustrious Monstro sperm whale himself can squeak out an incredible 230 decibels max that that is so that's not that far off from krakatoa which is 310 so this one animal <laughs> can <laughs> generate the sound of the earth exploding <laughs> well i i I guess two thirds of the of the decibel level. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it is enough to turn your eardrums into a mint wrapper at church. Just, just confetti. 
Um, <laughs> so this is kind of cheating because uh, sound travels a lot faster underwater. Probably also contributing to the Krakatoa thing. Why it was more than like Mount St. Helen or something like that. Um, but it, sound travels a lot faster through underwater than it does through air due to the increased density of liquids versus gases. Um, in the air, um, the they estimate that a um, a sperm whale's vocalizations can are reach about 174 decibels, which still dwarfs a jet taking off. Um, it's definitely so. It's definitely more than. Um, pretty much anything you would experience in life. Um, and it's more than, but it's not as much as like the Saturn rocket. It's not as much as a rocket launch. Um, who knows what the rocket would sound like underwater. It would just kill everything around it. Um, but so like many cetaceans, sperm whales use echolocation. Like you mentioned, they use it to find prey, uh, and, the sperm whales specifically use it to navigate in the crushing black depths of Davy Jones' locker. They dive uh, deeper than almost every other mammal, except for, um, I think, a, there's a seal and another whale that go down that far. Um, and they can't see. So uh, they use echolocation to find what they're looking for and also to avoid running into each other and Krakatoa. Because um, it's just everywhere at this point. So the way that they do this is, and, and you might think like, oh, like what kind of sound do they make? Humpback whales have this flowing song that they, uh, that they sing. Um, sperm whales have clicks. They make clicking sounds. So it's not quite, it wouldn't be quite as overwhelming. It would just be, if you were anywhere near them, it would just be like pulsating clicks that would just, scramble scramble your brain and destroy your <laughs> eardrums um so it makes these clicks by forcing air through a pair of lips called phonic lips they're also known as monsieur de sang which is french for monkey lips mm -hmm. which was the moniker at the beginning of the episode um these are located in uh their noses near the blowhole and uh, the sound actually then goes through the uh, titular spermaceti organ. The, the reason why we call it the sperm whale is it's got this massive lump of uh, organs and tissue that are filled with this substance called spermaceti. So the sound goes through this area um, and it is reflected off of another organ called the frontal sac that's filled with air different gases that are specifically tuned or designed to reflect sound um and this goes into the melon which is an which is a sound resonance organ um that i think we've mentioned pretty much any time we've talked about a cetacean like the pilot whale or the bottlenose dolphin um the melon is the that big brain the part that looks like a giant brain on that makes them look like they have mm -hmm. a big Big head, big Neanderthal head. Um, but what it does is it works as a sonic lens. Um, if you, so if you, again, if you remember the, the dolphin episode, this is how they 
manifest these clicks is or these their echolocation is they can focus the sound after it reverberates throughout their own um their own body um this and some some of the sound will be reflected most of it will go through the melon um and be focused um but some of it will be reflected back and go through the spermaceti organ again and then make another trip so it'll actually be reverberated three times through um the spermaceti organ make and this this reverberation kind of acts as like a sling um we were just we were just talking about king david but you know how he uses a sling to kill goliath though it's basically like spinning it a few more times before releasing it makes it even faster or even more even more intense um and all of this happens in milliseconds so this isn't like this big process it just happens almost instantaneously and it creates creates this pulse-like click um that destroys eardrums or at least human eardrums um the air that the the um the sperm whale uses to force through its phonic lips which by the way is my favorite acapella group um is recycled so it can do this as long and it can do this forever until it surfaces again and and takes in more air um so it just kind of pushes it through these lips and creates the sound resonates it back and forth between its organs forces it out through its melon and then just obliterates everything in its path but and it sounds like it definitely should but uh they were there were there was a working theory that scientists had for a long time assuming that uh, monstro used these clicks to stun or even kill the squid which sounds like a pretty good this is why i called it black bolt um this is like you just speaking a word and just obliterates everything in front of it um that is not the case because most things that live underwater especially in the deep do not have the same kind of ear structure that we do and so um would not be uh susceptible or sensitive to super loud sounds like that i mean they would notice but it wouldn't damage them and they mm -hmm. um they found this out by by they tried playing the whales clicks around some humboldt squid um which we which are much easier to observe than giant squid but still same same general ear structure um, they played it at the same volume, same decibel level as the um, sperm whale, and it, it, it didn't do anything. It just made them, it didn't harm them, at least. It made them swim How away. did they play it that loud? We got this, we've, we have the technology. We have the meats? The meats? <laughs> uh, so, like, at a certain decibel level, apparently, like, sound stops acting like a sound. And starts acting like a shockwave. So, like, they don't have the ear danger part of it. But would it not rock their... I guess they also don't have the organ structure that we do. So maybe it wouldn't rock their body like a wagon wheel. <laughs> Any way they feel. Um, <laughs> I imagine, yeah, they, they might, like, feel it. Feel it in their lack of bones. And then, um, but I mean, the, this doesn't prevent them from being caught. <laughs> so you imagine the sperm whale is just like 
broadcasting itself. By the way, this can be um, another sperm whale can pick up on its. Uh, it has four different ki kinds of vocalizations, um, which if you go on the Wikipedia page, you can listen to them all. Um, and its normal one where it's searching for prey is can be heard up to 16 kilometers. It does not say miles. Let's let's do a little, let's do a little conversion here. That's three. Or sorry, nope. That's uh almost ten miles. It's regular um, clicks, but it has this uh, this slow and low click that can be heard up to 60 kilometers or 37 miles and wow. these are these are to communicate with each other so the main uh reason for these to be so loud is um is to be able to reach long distances like this it, it doesn't seem to have some any sort of like weaponization which would just be op and it's like you, you don't stand a chance. This thing emanates a, a debilitating shockwave uh, 10 miles in every direction. Like, how are you going to... You don't stand a chance. But one thing I thought was um, interesting and also just kind of creepy is that uh, they put trackers on these whales uh, as they go, as they make their dives. And the way that they hunt is they swim upside down and they go so they go to a depth that they believe that the whale believes is is uh, underneath where their prey is where the squid are and it will swim upside down and look towards the surface so for them it looks down but they're looking up look towards the surface and um try to make out uh differences in the in the light um, so like there is a little bit of light that comes through and if that's ever interrupted, they're like, something's there, I'm going for it. And then, um, they'll, they'll attack. Uh, so this is the, uh, what is it? Thalassa, thassophobia with the fear of the deep. Yeah. You just like now, now like you're swimming up there in the ocean in the, the, the broad ocean. And not only is the ocean filled with just horrible, horrible things, but specifically so, so up to like 7,000 feet below you, there's this 70 foot monster floating silently upside down, staring up at the surface, looking for differences in the light to attack. Like, ah, oh, it's <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> It's just it's just down there waiting upside down like it's like it's smart it's malicious it's huge it can swim faster than you run it's they can swim fast they weigh 176,000 pounds they are the world's <laughs> largest toothed predator um yeah sperm whales and then and then to top that all off i have this this um i have like a pavlovian response to to anything resembling Monstro as a kid. <laughs> it's just the most terrifying uh, Disney villain of all time. Um, so if it if it rammed you full speed, it would be like 23 miles per hour. 
Is that enough to kill you outright? If you got hit with 176,000 pounds at 23 yeah. miles per hour, yeah, you're dead. <laughs> and the, and considering that Monstro was maybe 10 times bigger than your average sperm whale, then um, we'll say that, he, that Monstro was 1.7 million pounds. And, and 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 maybe 700 feet long. Like he had a whole ship in his in his mouth. He didn't even realize it. <laughs> um, big guys, big guys, big scary guys. You got anything else? That's all I got. So for you out there in podcasting, that was the sperm whale. So dive down deep. Click your favorite song at the top of your lungs and try to smash untrustworthy sentient puppets to smithereens like Monstro here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. podcast <laughs> <laughs> take those sen- sentient puppets down a peg i needed to read that beforehand so i would be ready to say it <laughs> <laughs>